so I don't know what your guys's policy is on this, but uh, when salesmen come to the door, I can't. I feel obligated to open the door, and then I feel obligated to listen to them until it's my turn to talk, and then I say no, thank you, I'm not interested, and close the door. Really, it'd probably be more polite to just say no right away or to just not answer because then I'm not wasting their time. But this is this is the way it I... works for me. This is the way it works for me. I understand and so this. I can understand. The other day, uh, and this, what, what also makes it tricky is that I work in my living room and my window is wide open and it's right next to the front door and my TV is usually on and like, they can see me. I'm right there. They can see me. I can't be like, oh, I'm not here. Uh, so that sort of hurts it, but. I got a solution for you, Grant. Above your doorway, get one of those on-air signs. That's a red light. <laughs> I mean, they know you're in there, but like, yes. come on. Interrupt. Should get an on-air site, uh, sign. Hopefully a salesman comes by and sells me one. Um, but the other day, uh, a guy came to the door. I opened it up. When, this was probably a bad sign right away. When I opened the door, he goes, what? And then like, oh, sorry. Like he was scared that someone opened the door. Yeah, yeah. Ah, old Gil, come on, settle your nerves, old Gil. And then he's like, ready for this? Okay. And he hands me a pamphlet, and he's selling windows. And Mm. then he goes into his spiel about how they're gonna replace my windows, and they'll give me a discount, and all I have to do is put like a sign in the front yard for months or whatever. Blah 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 blah. And then once it's my turn to talk, I say, sorry, I'm not interested. And then he says. Oh, okay. Can I have the pamphlet back? <laughs> He's trying to one. take the marketing materials out of the potential customer. Yeah. No, they just, just gave got me one. the one. Hey, I'll just leave these to you. I can understand, but you know, think about it. You know, you think about your windows and whatever, but keep keep a hold of this. No, this is this guy is a great salesman. I could not believe he asked for the pamphlet back. Grant, that was a house thief who was pulling a home alone and was like, fuck, I need my, I need that back. Fair enough. That's the only one I've got. Uh, he was not a good salesman. <laughs> I will say that. Grant flexing to his friends, I swear to God, the salesman took the pamphlet back. Gentlemen, I invite you to come and uh, take another leisurely stroll right down the main thoroughfare of your local bookstore. Just walk in between those stacks, looking around, you see, uh, you know, people looking at a book. Why are you sitting down and reading that book? This is a bookstore. You're just reading the book. You're not even, you're not standing there. You're sitting down. No, whatever. You move by the criminals. You get into the, uh, you, you come to the intersection of the fiction section, of the travel section, and of Industrial Access Way. And that three-way <laughs> weird intersection, I don't know why they planned those bookshelves like that. But that three-way intersection, that, also known as the young adult book section. That's where all those young adult books are. And those, they're so hot right now. They're so hot right now. This podcast is coming out in the year 2011, right? 
Yes. They're so hot right now. They're, <laughs> they they're, so, oh, so they're hot. burning it up. They're burning it. There's so many series. Uh, kids are reading all of them, I'm told. They're turning the first couple into movies and then they don't pan out. And so then they don't turn the rest into movies. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just going crazy. All these young adult series. I think it's time for once in the history of our podcast that we wet our beaks. I think it's, we have had the driest beaks and we have been, we've maintained monk-like discipline in our dry beaks. And I, I, I I just think for for once, is the time, is the time we got ours. We got just a little, just a drop. Just give me a drop on the beak. Come on. Come on. How much longer do I have to maintain this arid beak? God, I am but a man. <laughs> I'm trying to second Grant's uh, Grant's uh, motion, but my it's just a raspy, dusty beak it's noise. It's too dusty. <laughs> so for the too first long. time in the history of our podcast, our beaks will be get, well. One of your beaks will be getting wet. The other two will remain dry. I'm sorry. There's winners and losers and everything, and that includes even our fun leisure time uh, hangouts. You will be a winner or a loser. There is no avoiding it. Hey, you want to hang out on Saturday? And then afterwards, you say who of your friends won and lost. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I really had fun. No, you didn't. It's pretty fun hanging out last night. Too bad I had to whoop your guys' ass. Yeah. Good time, but actually, Phil wins. All yes. right. See you guys later. I'm. Uh, on a hot streak, three weekends in a row where I won hanging out. <laughs> hey, hanging out with Matt is great, which is why I can't do it. He's constantly winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep losing. Yes. Uh, he says I'm going <laughs> to break my thumbs if I keep losing, uh, keep up this losing streak. I got to <laughs> turn this shit around. I got to find some uh, lamer friends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so, the beaks will be getting wet. And by the way, uh, since I'm running this, uh, my beak will be getting wet by default. I will have 10% of the wetness uh, that will come to my beak. Uh, You're taking a 10% but, yeah. cut. Residual moisture. Yeah. Sure. That's how it works. Um, so we're going to, you're going to come up with your own young adult book series. Now, there's all, you know, there's lots of these out there. There's your Harry Potters. There's your The Hungers Gameses. There's your Twilightses, there and and on and on and on. We all know them all. Mm-hmm. I don't need to enumerate them all. Uh, and in my mind, uh, Harry Potter sort of like uh, Harry Potter is to the young adult genre as the Lord of the Rings is to the fantasy genre, where it's sort of like the the everything that came after it is like directly like influenced and inspired by it and also not as good for many reasons and i also think it's sort of uh interesting that the idea of that young adult is sort of a genre by itself it's just mm, uh, yeah it's not like it's, it's fiction like, or but, it's but they're a, just a, they add adventure. in a little edginess you know and they call it young adult to make you feel like you're cool, but Ooh, then really it's just I'm almost like, an adult. And that kind of that does sum up the the genre pretty well, I think. It it seems like it's a school okay. thing, but really, if you even tug on any of the threads, like, oh, this doesn't make any kids sense. Kids book. I think Harry's Potter is a kids book, but kids book is like, and he did it, and the wizard died, and young adult is like, and the wizard died, and there was blood. Like that's it's just <laughs> a little bit edgier. <laughs> so it's young adult. I was gonna say, in my experience, uh, kids book is like he fought the wizard and died. Young adult is like he tongue kissed his girlfriend, then fought the wizard ah, and died. Ah, yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Ooh. First Fancy. boners. 
you ha- if you have all of these genres, how is one of them just young adult? Where the it's age like, what range if you of wrote... the person who reads yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not mystery. Right. Like, it's not what if fantasy. It's young adult. It's a mystery, but 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 it's aimed at this audience, or you know, it's just, it's about sports aimed at this. It's like no, there's just one thing. It's all yeah. we care about are our adventures, uh, our first boners, and killing the wizard. Uh. And I've noticed there's a lot of, uh, or there's some some common themes, which maybe helps to sort of make it a genre, I guess. There's there's usually like a protagonist who is somehow the special person or a special person. It's, it secretly it turns out you're not just a random turd, like <laughs> the person who's reading this book. You're special. But then there's also like a lot of times there's a sort of post-apocalyptic kind of thing, like. They're dystopian kind of thing, like, well, everything's bad, but then there's no real good reason as to why. There's just an author decided everything's bad and it's dumb and it's blur. So just, I I don't want to talk about the Hunger Games, but I did accidentally (laughs) see the Hunger Games movie, and maybe I can't complain about the books because I didn't read the books. Did you watch all three of them? I just watched the first one okay. because someone who will remain nameless took me to it because he didn't know what it was either. Uh-huh. And holy shit, we spent the entire 30-minute drive home uh, just every second of that movie. Well, this didn't make sense. <laughs> this was dumb. And, ah! and so that's where, that's where a lot of my feelings on uh, the, okay. <laughs> the young adult genre come from. But My anyway. wife and daughter both read those books, and I we watched the three movies as family movie night. So I took it as like, well, I'm definitely not... While I'm sitting next to them, I wasn't driving home with anybody who wanted to pick it apart, right? <laughs> so I went into it with yeah. like, I'm going to be nice about this. And so it, they're, they're okay, but it's clear... Like, yeah, if you want to go like, well, why would the world be like... Uh, okay, 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 okay. I didn't know what it was at all. I had no expectations at all. I, I knew I didn't what know it was any, about. I, was, I went in completely neutral, and then I'm just like, well, this is so... Grant, what the fuck? Grant, zero expectations, and you were still let down. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> an adult. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was a little worried uh, when everyone around me in the theater was either a 12-year-old girl or their mom. <laughs> right. I'm like, I looked at the person who took me, and I'm like... What did you take me to? He's like, uh, I'm kind of worried. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think with movies that are based on hugely popular books, I'm guessing. See, I, I didn't break it down too much. I was just like, uh, enter, let the entertainment wash over and then it's gone. Um, but I think that there can be a lot of like, well, we assume you know all of these things and you're already, uh, you have suspended your disbelief about this stupid dystopian world. You're not questioning that. You're already like, all right, mm. let's see Katniss shoot something with an arrow, and uh, you know that's that's yeah. You have you have to have for a lot of the young adult. I think you have to have different expectations than zero expectations because zero expectations means you have a certain. There is still a certain like it should make sense, and there it should follow like a, a logical narrative. You know, decision making. But because it's young adult, it's like, well, but just kind of let's pretend that because since we're younger, like it doesn't have to make as much sense. So you have you have to like turn your brain off like one level. And if I it's think. based on a uh, big IP like that or if it's a big uh, thing, like a Star Wars movie assumes that everybody knows all of the stuff about Star Wars. They don't. Mm-hmm. So you'd be going, what the fuck are they talking about this? Yeah. They act like everybody's heard about all this before, you know, when you're watching one of these. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. So anyway... You're all doing this. You're doing this thing that we've just been Hell talking yeah. about and complaining about. 
I've decided you're doing it, and you have to because I said so. And it's my episode. Yeah, and I'm I'm a 44 so, years young adult. Let's let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> this is for me. Yeah, we, you're, we young, you're a young Grant, at heart adult. Yes, exactly. We got in Grant's car. He took us to see a podcast. We had no idea what it was about. We <laughs> didn't know which so, episode like, it was, and it's this one. Here we are. You're we screwed. have to listen to it. Uh. Ben, Mr. Young at Heart, mm-hmm. what is the name of your new young adult series? Hamburger Pit. Hamburger Pit? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Hamburger Pit. Uh, who was this? Is there a main character or something? Or well, you have, what do you, How do you have questions, you have, Grant? I don't understand. He hamburger said Hamburger Pit. Pit. Do you want me to describe <laughs> what, like, uh-huh. what it's about? Or Yeah, tell me about it. Okay. So once a year, there are these deadly games where two contestants <laughs> are suspended... Uh, high in the, an arena where their pugil stick jousting each other and whoever falls off the floor of the arena is a giant chipper shredder so they're just like immediately like ground into hamburger that's called the hamburger mm. pit oh wow what a horrible world to live in I hope someone frees people from the shackles of the hamburger well yeah they're gonna discover like what it's all about but like at the time it's just you know they're born into it they just know it's a tradition that yeah they, have they don't to- know yeah, Ooh, yeah. and it's two sort of like separate tribes of people like our protagonist who she for some reason uh her her, her little defining character is that she's always wearing a cowboy hat um she she tries to figure out you know why are we doing this senseless act she sees that it's a senseless act because she falls in love with someone from the other side they do some research they're pushed Lo and behold they're pressed as the two champions that year but the night before the fight they find the history that this is far into the future, but far into the past, you see, there was an event in which uh, Al- comedian Alonzo Hamburger Jones died <laughs> of <laughs> a, a, a botched colonoscopy. And the descendants of the colon surgeon, the colorectal surgeon, and the descendants of Alonzo Hamburger Jones grew to hate each other and feud, and it turned into this dystopian society. So they finally mm. put it at peace. Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's their amen. Yeah, they didn't put it together until then. I mean, they- The entire book series, from page one of book one to the last page of the last book, the last word in the last book is just hamburger. It's all one Hamburger Jones joke. <laughs> it's all just one single joke. Burger. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Seven novels to get. You mean I got to go out there and get pugil sticked <laughs> and fall off and grind to my death? Hamburger. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my God. I, this might not be appropriate, but those games you're talking about are kind of making me hungry. Like uh, <laughs> the hamburger and. So uh, speaking of hungry, Matt, are you? Is that? Uh, does that have anything to do with your series, or is that not a transition? No, it's a perfect transition in that it has nothing to do with mine, because mine's entirely <laughs> different. Um, it's a perfect transition. My series is called The Phoenix Chronicles. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds cool. I'd read that. It's about... I've already bought the first three uh, books. <laughs> yep. I got it for my grandkid. Yeah. I think and- she wants it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, the name alone, I think I, I've already made a million dollars, and uh, the, the problem is I have to write a couple of books. But um, you know, I'm I'm gonna never stop George R. R. Martin from getting in advance. Uh, the fact that he has to write books uh, after that, but um, so the Phoenix Chronicles it's the story of Phoenix McCauley, a teen detective with the ability to see into the future. 
She uses her powers to solve the mysteries of her dystopian society. But can she solve the biggest mystery of all? How to get a boy to like her. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, you're supposed to make one of these up. You're not supposed to just look up the actual uh, premise. I was behind on my homework. I literally copied that word for I was joking. Obviously, you made it up, but like, yeah, it's... I know. Very, uh, very on point. Very on point. Um, Thank you, Corey. Uh, can you compete with these, or are you just going to tap out? Because it's fine if you if this is the the episode of the podcast that you sleep during. Because uh, you know we're all <laughs> one, one of us is always uh, sleeping. So this is we're hot bunking. I was about to hot bunk myself to sleep uh, until you mentioned mm-hmm. YA I'll, novels. I'll let you know once we get to Dutster. Until you <laughs> mentioned YA novels, which. At my reading level, which isn't quite college, but is quite YA, uh, yeah, this is kind of my uh, this is this is where I settle in. And uh, a lot like Matt, uh, I'm bringing a trilogy. I'm bringing the Climb Ooh. trilogy, which follows uh, M. G. Kelly, a deformed sump tech who lives under the stairs, as do all of the sellers <laughs> in this world. Because after the uprising, oh. she and the rest of the sellers were beaten back with a barrage of brooms, and then none were able to overcome <laughs> the doorway to the upper floors. <laughs> so now they have to live out their lives in the underground basement, working for their masters, the Ascendant. And every year, Ooh. they have to give sacrifices of tribute. Or the lights will be shut off and you'll be left in the dark to die. <laughs> and you see, MG is picked for tribute because she is a cripple. Uh, and after her arduous time, climb to the top, she arrives in a technologically superior city full of ramps and people movers and escalators. <laughs> in fact, the whole, the whole city looks Good like one Lord. of those um, penguin slide toys where they kind of go up a stairs and then kind of go ah, down like a little... Nice. <laughs> yeah. And that's where... That's where she meets another captured slave, a gladiator in the pits where she's about to fight. She meets Ma Deuce, a woman with a gun for a head, who, who points out that MG's name isn't MG. It's the letters MG Kelly, Machine Gun Kelly. She's got a machine gun for a hand. Wow. <laughs> the tagline for this story is, she brought a gun to this gunfight. <laughs> this is the Bannister Trilogy. The Climb, book one, Stare into the Void. The Climb Book 2, Don't Tread on Me. And The Climb Book 3, Hysteria. <laughs> oh, God. my God. Oh, you're losing points with every one of those. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's put these, uh, these series through their paces here. Let's see what you got here. Now, obviously, the name of the game is to get readers. You got to get them eyeballs on your book pages. Tell me, Matt. How are why what do you got for young for boys? Why, why are little boys gonna want to read this? Well, like I said, so Phoenix Macaulay, the 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 main character. I mean, the main character is a girl. I know. So that's the thing. You're thinking like, all right, the the boys are already turned off. She's like this nerdy detective or whatever, and she's like trying to get a boy to like her. No boy is is interested until in uh, the second edition of the series, she takes her glasses off. Waves her hair. <laughs> it turns out this nerd is actually kind of hot, and so now the guys are like, "Okay, cool. Tell me about this hot girl." <laughs> yeah, hot nerd. Yeah, oh, I know. But the know. glasses are gone though, so yeah, it's yeah, like she's yeah, not yeah, even yeah, a nerd so, at all. Exactly. I know. You almost have to like remind yourself. Oh, she was a nerd. She's not a nerd right now. She doesn't have glasses on. But Whew. okay, uh, man. If I were twenty years younger. 
Yeah, that's that would work. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 20 years younger. <laughs> Do the math to like non creep like, 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 yeah, Is that okay? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Still... Yeah. <laughs> Corey, what do you got for, for boys for that demographic? Well, first off, our, our bosomy protagonist, uh, M.G. Okay. Kelly. Okay, Ben, what do you got for... Um... <laughs> uh, nah. Let's just say she can't Continue. wear regular clothes with that deformed machine gun arm, so it's always just kind of a little something draped mm-hmm. over there. You can see the tits. <laughs> ben, how about, how about you? Um, so our protagonist is, hey, she's a hero. She is noble. She's very moral. I mean, she does have a love interest, but... Um, she's trying to save the world, you know, but, uh, it described, the world is described, how is that phrased? Oh, that the other girls are big time sluts and <laughs> they're, they do nonstop mouth stuff. I, that's what it said. Like on the cover, like the words that are like puffed out, you know, embossed, I think is the word, you know? Oh yeah. The, embossed. Uh, big time sluts and mouth stuff is on the front of the paperback. We couldn't do it in the hardcover <laughs> by the paperback edition. Th- those two things were there. And that in the young adult section, those two things are hot neon bug zapper lights uh, for, <laughs> for 13 year old boys. Okay. Agreed. Uh, you all seem to represent yourselves pretty well here. I'd say you've <laughs> captured half the market. Now, let's capture that other half. How about girls? What do girls get out of this book? Corey, you got anything with girls? <clears throat> no. Okay, Ben. <laughs> uh, you got anything? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to. Don't I don't believe girls should be reading. It angries up the <laughs> Okay, that's, that's, that's true. That's correct. That is true. That's the correct answer. <laughs> There's not what we. How do we beat that? Uh, in Hamburger Pit, most of the guys are so. First of all, female protagonist, which I think all three of us have. So we've got uh, that's yeah. That, that's a that's not even worth bringing up because those those all cancel each other out. We round. We have to round down from female protagonist. Um, so boys in this universe are described mostly as uh, dumb as hell and stupider than the girls, um, except a couple of them, which are described as uh, either total badasses, uh, popping wheelies and, and ramping stuff, uh, and or nice. uh, patient listeners, and they can see past uh, women's flaws, which are many. and Which are numerous. Numerous flaws. Beginning with number one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here all day. This is a half-hour podcast, Grant. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. yes. I believe on the last episode, Matt said I could read my manifesto. Number one. <laughs> Problems with women, starting with number one. Yes. Here's yes. all the reasons they are bad. So anyway. They won't date me. They <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, female protagonist, which already is canceled out, but uh, the guys are described as dumb as hell, except for the ones that are badass rubber burners uh, and or uh, patient artistic souls uh, or, or wounded rebels. Nice. Sounds like uh, a lot of the boys have been to Jupiter, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Matt, is there a, uh, you got, you're trying to capture that other half of the market there? Yeah, well, so you had, you had accused me incorrectly of, Mm -hmm. you know, lifting that entire premise because it is so spot on for the marketplace. And again, that was, that you were, you were wrong in doing so. I made that up. Correct. I will admit there were several chapters though that I lifted 100% 100% out of a Judy Bloom book. I just got like... Uh, I the literary my... world is really light about that. Like they don't, they don't care. They, they're they really lax. They don't care. There's, it's all AIs and machines and stuff. I, I have my, my protagonist, Phoenix McCauley, 
right when she's about to crack the case, I just dropped in a whole Judy Bloom chapter about like being jealous that other girls' boobs are bigger and wishing my boobs <laughs> were, would start growing. And yeah, girls are going to love that shit. That's what those books are about? It's about uh, the size of boobs and to, at the end they get big? To my understanding. <laughs> at yes, the end is, they get bigger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got to win. Haven't read one. Haven't read one. Like they're crossing the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> I would have read more of those books. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'd say we've all, including Corey, captured both halves uh, of the whole market. But now let's go after that third half, animal perverts. So there, you can, with anything, it doesn't have to be young adult, with anything, you can type in the name of a beloved pet character or an animal character or something into the internet and you'll find lots of drawings that are, you know... Of varying degrees of appropriate, and actually they're not varying. They're all on the one. They're all inappropriate. But, uh, that's half the market. So, Ben, do you have anything for the animal perverts in your book? Uh, not explicitly, no. But when you play the audio book backwards, it's just a long session of dog fucking. <laughs> it's a literal recording of people just raping dogs. <laughs> okay, oh, I was, oh, thought it was dogs I having was thinking sex of with dogs each other. Having sex with dogs. Okay, now you've got me interested. Should have moved on one sentence sooner, Corey. Uh, you got a transition out of a uh, dog rape? Yeah, easily because uh, uh, easily the, the underground basement world in which MG lives uh, is yes. so full of rats that often people will befriend and or marry one. Okay, and there's a hot scene between a rat king and a capybara at the end. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Matt, are there any animals that people can fantasize about? Yeah, so I told you that, you know, this is a dystopian world, which is, again, what separates my novels from the rest. Um, mm-hmm. And the dystopian overlords are actually, uh, they're, they're kind of like a, you know, half, half uh, human, half uh, animal creature where the top half, Sexy teen boys and girls, bottom half, sexy dogs and cats. <laughs> obviously, okay. girls are cats, boys are dogs. Well, duh. Yes, obviously. Um, girl, cats I don't are think girl I need animals, to say that, boys but, are dog animals. Right, Everyone knows that. Right. Yeah. Right. But that way, we're going to see them making out. But then there's also like some, you know, like a little bit like a dog and cat kind of like sexy parts rubbing up against each other and stuff. So, yeah, safe to say Matt wins this one because uh, he's already, he's making the fan art for them. I mean, yeah. it's already done. Yeah. Uh, nice. let's the and obviously man. the fan art they're going to take, they're actually going to be fucking and they'll take it in further, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Next thing we got here, you know, there's a lot of controversy among certain types of people about Harry Potter and like, oh, it's got the magic. That's evil. It's teaching children black magic. Oh. We need to take advantage of this kind of like uh, benign controversy. Obviously, we don't want it to be an actual controversy because it's books for kids, but we need to get some media attention by getting weirdos all riled up about something. Ah, taking advantage of the stupidest people is what you're saying. Yes, uh, a.k.a. Business 101. Yeah. So, uh, 100%. Corey, do you have... Uh, did you take Business 101? Or, uh, nope. Do you know... Uh, yeah, you know... Okay. I was so too you, busy you, writing this novel instead of taking Business 101. And let me just tell you... Yes. Uh, the, it's, it's advertising for itself because... Uh, when the only thing parents have to get up in arms about is the fact that the literal arm is an is a gun in this novel and true. in America I don't think a, I don't think a, a kid with a, that turns into a gun is going to be an issue. 
<laughs> Any gun related uh, thing that happens yeah. will just That's drive people uh, more of our traffic and being like, there's that good one about guns. The good, mm-hmm. the good yeah, book about and, guns. Mm-hmm. And every time, so you're getting, I mean, you're getting people, you're getting the gun enthusiasts. Because obviously the main character is a gun. Right. But then you're also getting, you know, all that uh, anger and traffic and uh, attention from the people who don't think that a kid should be bringing their gun arm to school, their loaded gun arm to school. I don't know. And what's weird, Grant, we're getting those spikes with frightening regularity. It's <laughs> <laughs> like every what's, couple months. What is happening? Incredible. Every couple days. I don't know what's happening in the media. But... Yeah. Yeah. Could be anything. Uh, ben, do you got some kind of version of a satanic panic kind of deal? Yeah, it's going to cause quite a stink when you find out that uh, Alonzo Hamburger Jones was on Deaf Comedy Jam. Because <laughs> uh, some of his uh, comedy jam mates uh, work a little blue. But uh, <laughs> Hamburger Jones' act is famously clean. He's a clean comedian. He does not swear. That's why he says hamburger a lot of times. So uh, it's completely a benign con- controversy. But boy, does it get... Uh, it's trending on Twitter... For a while, and immediately once it comes out that uh, he was on Def Comedy Jam. Because of racists. <laughs> that sounds like one of those black things, huh? Mm. No, no, relax. Relax, play the audiobook backwards. It's just dog fucking. Oh. It's just dog fucking. Thank God. <laughs> thank Whew. God. Think I'll go under, the, under my porch and fuck a few of my own dogs. Yeah, my blood pressure has been lowered by dog fucking. So, Matt, uh, what do you got uh, for the, for this category? Well, kind of an interesting transition from Ben's because, Grant, you said, you know, part of the thing that people get up in arms about, like, a Harry Potter is, like, all the black magic that they use. In no, that book, was mine. It was black magic. Only, <laughs> only white magic. Only white yes. magic is used. Uh, with your pants up a little well, higher and kind. sitting too close to the steering wheel. Yep. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's like a little <laughs> black maybe... wizards are all like <laughs> white, white wizards yeah, like this. Yeah, <laughs> white wizards. They're like, oh dear, I'm going to zap you. I don't know. can't even commit to it. Uh, Matt, <laughs> white magic. Yeah, so that's the thing. We we use white magic, like you said, the good kind. But it's like a little yes. bit like it's not even. It's not a dog whistle. Like everybody can hear it because there's, you know, of the like the white hoods that the the, the magicians wear, and mm-hmm. um, so it's obviously controversial now on the other side where it's like I've got all I've got my uh, I've got the racism base, you know, all running to write to buy these books, but then there's nice. the like, wait, what? Why this is making the news? All the liberal media is screaming about like, mm. oh, this book is racist. So um, I'm kind of do- I'm doing a reverse racism in this case wizards wear robes they wear robes based on what color of magic they do and sometimes they wear hoods Ho- robes have hoods that's a fact have that's you showed me a, a, wiz- a wizard robe without a hood yeah show me a wizard wearing a fucking tank top or something no yeah no wizards wear white capes with hoods and have torches that they stand next to burning crosses so they can uh, see in the caves just, when they explore for treasure what, they're not supposed it's to in have Tolkien. fire. It's fire's in bad. Yeah, you know who fire's bad for? Frankenstein. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, that's right. Are you Frankenstein? Sounds like huh? you're a couple yeah. of Frankenstein. You don't want to be accused of being Frankenstein, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Calm down, liberal media. More like Frankenstein's monster. What? Uh, now, I, you know, I think a big component of this is, uh, you know, another thing that's big for kids. Uh, not to say that, you know. 
Couldn't be big for adults too, but uh, Halloween costumes. Hmm. What are children and possibly adults going to dress up as when they go out trick or treating? How are they going to be? Sp- you know, you you wear this cool costume, and then people are like, "Wow, that's such a cool costume!" What series of books is that from? And then they tell you, mm-hmm. and then you go buy all of them. Obviously, uh, Ben, you got a got any? Yeah. Videos for this? Obviously, they're wearing the cowboy hat, trademark from the uh, <laughs> gentleman of a bygone it's a, it's era. A big TM on it. Uh, <laughs> but it says, of course, you know, it says like, Hamburger Jones, comedian Alonzo Hamburger Jones from the hit TV, <laughs> the hit children's series, Hamburger Pit. Um, and, you know, then the kids can all do the act like trick or treat. And they go, one pack of Smarties, Hamburger. Uh, and. <laughs> It works, and it's easy for a kid to learn how to do that. Yes, his comedy is so great that even a child could do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's good. Exactly. Uh, Corey, I know you hate Halloween, and I'm sorry to bring this topic up, but is, do you, I mean, I, this is my episode, and I demand you think about Halloween. Because I don't like Halloween, we've gone to the least mm. amount of effort, and we have uh, we have printed... Uh, plastic smocks with the uh, the characters in in full <laughs> in full profile. Nice on each of them. The that's just like they wear, right? So the girls <laughs> can wear their MZ, uh, MG Kelly ones, and the boys can mm. wear the love interest of Charlton Blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> I I am looking forward to dressing up as Charlton, or rather dressing up as a picture of Charlton. Uh, Matt, you got any costume ideas? Yeah, I kind of already described this. So I picture Halloween. All the kids yeah. are going to be out in their white wizard robes with their white pointed hoods and nice. uh, in their torches. You know, can you imagine like what a uh, at night? That's going to be such an awesome scene. <laughs> you know, kids in the street taking pictures. Like, oh, yeah. surely everyone's going to go. You're from that popular YA series, The Phoenix Chronicles, right? Every everybody's going. What else would it be? I I don't know. There's, Unless there's already like a ripoff version of the Phoenix Chronicles, mm, maybe like, yeah, maybe like the Firebird Legends or something like that. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. I I should there. There's good. We're also going to put a TM on it just to make. Sure. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> okay, now that can't be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cross for life. Now. I'm cross for life. No tapbacks. <laughs> Grant went to business school. Good call with that TM. That's that's true. Business 101. That's all you need. They give you a degree, a diploma after that. So, um, Corey, I know you said. That uh, this is the tri- it's a trilogy, mm-hmm. but these are just words. I mean, you can absolutely limit yourself to three because this is the tricky part. You can't just be like, "Oh, we're gonna have a thousand books, and then we'll make you know people." Buy- people are not gonna buy a thousand books, mm-hmm. and more importantly, people are not gonna go watch a thousand movies. They might not even make a thousand movies. You need to find. You need to get the biggest number possible so that they'll make all your movies. Because if they don't, then you get that failure stink on your brain like oh they couldn't even get past the second movie of this thing no one saw it therefore it sucks you got to make sure we can get to that ending point but also stretch out as long as possible are you good with three so here's the thing the first three are just the banister trilogy in the entire climb series Mm. once we once we have successfully turned those three into movie money then there's Nonstop other uh there's the crawl space trilogy. Uh there's the uh there's footsteps up to the attic, the attic trilogy. 
there's all sorts of stair-based uh, trilogies. You have that a we trilogy can do. of trilogies right now. We are starting with a trilogy of That's trilogies. I'm be. thinking of upping that into a quadrilogy. Ooh. I'm just saying, as long as we work in trilogies, the rhythm, the rhythm, like it's it's like it's like clapping along mm-hmm. to the beat, you know. Yeah, people go one, two, three, and then they start right back over at one. That's exactly how they do when they're clapping. If they're white, they do. They do that. Right. Everybody knows yes. how to clap to a waltz. <laughs> they're uh... <Yes. laughs> one, two, three, one, two. Yeah. That's that's There's, the that's ain't the rhythm no time of the like a three, right four time. Yep. Exactly. Everyone loves a three, four. Uh, ben, how many how many books are in your your series? My series is just one. It's just one movie. Uh, one. I, well, I mean, sorry, just one book. One. I mean, we know we're going for a movie. Um, yeah, the, your book is just the script. Yeah. It's just the script to the movie. Because we don't know what's going to happen, but we've got a lot of ways to cash in as soon as it does happen, which it will. Uh, we will have a book that... So we're, Okay, we're going to write a book. We're going to have a movie. Then we can write a book that's the novelization of the movie... And then, if this is going, then at that point, that's when we start doing all the spinoffs. And uh, we have, you know, prequels, postquels, uh, mm. side uh, adjacent quels. <laughs> a lot of other kinds of movies based on all of the other characters. Hey, burger. We, but we're going to just go with one. <laughs> but there's no point in writing a bunch of books if we don't know we're going to sell this. You think I'm going to waste my time on that? Ham burger. I'm going to write the one book, and once some things start happening for it, then I'm going to... Uh, take that burger to the bank. <laughs> That's the it's classic expression for a reason. You're gonna take that burger to the bank, Matt. <laughs> you got a burger. How are you taking that to the bank? How many? How you many gotta parts put it in the your, safe deposit box. They're not gonna like it when they find out that's what you've been doing. But you cannot put it in the ATM. You you can put it in that that tube that sucks things up. Yep, they will put it because they don't use that anymore. They so you will can put it, put it back. Uh, you will they and they will be angry. But uh, it's fun though. It's fun. It's pretty fun. To watch their anyway, face. Matt. Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, do you, do Matt? Do you want a free sucker? Uh, are we at the bank right now? I don't, <laughs> I'm confused. I'm I don't confused. really know anymore. Uh, ben and Corey are getting way too complicated with this and all these with grand one... plans. Like I'm just keeping it simple. <laughs> yeah, one book. <laughs> you can't handle complicated us. with that. Ben's a, a was clops. one maybe. <laughs> a clops of G, yeah, I guess. If that was. <laughs> it took you a long time then to explain a one book because there was like yeah. prequels, postquels. There was all this kind of shit going on there. Uh, everybody does a trilogy. We're doing a quadlogy, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. We all the rest. The rest can come, but you know we're putting our foot down. We're we're, we're stamping our own brand. We're the quadlogy, and then you could do a quadlogy of quadlogies, like uh, you know Star Wars. But wow, I think he just rounded up. Be known I, for the quadlogy. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I don't know. I've taken a few advanced math classes in my time, and Matt. Uh, Corey had like a three to the three, but Matt's got four to the four. I don't know even know what that is. I yeah, don't even know. You're, I don't even know if that can be calculated, but I do know it equals a lot of dinero, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of Robert Dineros. Yep, yep. Anyway. Putting a swimsuit on my beak as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I should have seen this coming. All of you anticipated the next category which is the potential for ghost-written prequels slash postquels slash alternate universes slash side character spin-off series because it's never over you need you you need to end it but then you need to keep going like yeah. you, you have the ending this is this is the thing it starts and it begin it ends but then you just keep going anyway mm-hmm. you, it's called you 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 have your cake and you end it too 
Uh, that, that's how this stuff works. Grant, I get that so deeply. I get that so deeply that the last words of my novel uh, is MG breaking her kiss away from, uh, was it Johnny Blunderbuss? Uh, no, no, Charlton Blunderbuss. Something. Uh, they, Charlton. Charlton. They break their kiss, and she says, it's not over. It's never over. Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Not only does that lay the seed for future, future uh, side projects. Crossovers. It also lays the seed for an Avengers-style crossover movie. Yep. Young Adult Universe. Matt, can you get your guys into this Young Adult crossover Avenger? This isn't even the category, but it is now. Can you hitch your ride to this, to this crossover? Because if you can't, you're going to be burned up in their exhaust. They're, they're just going to blast you away. I don't even know if this counts as a crossover. I didn't say this. I, I think I left this out in my opening thing. Thor is one of the main characters in uh, <laughs> So, Wow. Okay. So that's that's a victory for Matt. If, and if uh, he wasn't before, he is now. I'm, I'm, I make that is now <laughs> canon in the Phoenix Chronicles. Yes. Ben, do you, is there any kind of... Uh, We'll do both categories at the same time because we just we've just been we're all over mm-hmm. the place right now. That's how business works. <laughs> uh, do you have any ideas for like a spinoff or another crossover spinoff series? Also, how can you hook up with uh, Corey and or Matt and or some other thing to do a Avenger style crossover? Well, Avenger style crossover, I'm going to let them come to me. I'm going to the Corey already did that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he did that for you essentially. Does they get points for me just coming to him? <laughs> he pretty much does. So uh, for a for a spinoff, um, we're gonna take other deaf comedy jam comedians and make series out of them. I mean, uh, okay, catchphrase hamburger. So we go with Hamburger Jones, right? I mean, that's the starting point. But uh, the next stop is obviously Martin Lawrence, uh, who was on the same deaf comedy jam. I think he was hosting. But uh, anyway, so we take one of his quotes. There was one he had about uh, on the Wizard of Oz, uh, where he said, "Lions looking for some courage." Ten man's looking for a heart. Ain't none of them looking for some pussy. And they skipping down the street <laughs> with a bitch. Oh. So, uh, I mean, I can see every uh, every kid using that line. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. It's going to be called The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> TM. Yeah. Uh, TM, TM. We're going to put a TM. We're going to put a T on there so fast. <laughs> put a TM on that? Yep. TM's for Tin Man. Anyway, but we're going to, yeah, it's going to be called The Wizard of Oz. It's going to be a spinoff. The L and L Frank Baum stands for lame. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, you all did quite well. I have to say, the judges, and look, I don't want to accuse them of bias. I know that we're all supposed to be on a level playing field. But I think the judges are still soured about Ben's <laughs> docking the last time. Then they, they said in, in oh, their, ah, oh, ham. In their written opinions that they wrote, they each wrote an opinion after the uh, after the judgment was ruled. They said it was definitely not a factor. But then they would go on for several paragraphs to talk about how he was like a bad guy, and he was he was set a bad example for children with his docking, and like it seemed to be a factor. I will admit that uh, it seemed to be a factor. Didn't uh, he then get undocked though? I doesn't he matter. got undocked? Yeah, was, that's the thing. But it's the, uh, it's the stain of the dock was on him. Some stink oh, doesn't wash yeah. off. Some stink. Mm. Oh, my God. Justice Roberts wrote a dissenting opinion that just says, Hamburger. It's <laughs> <laughs> a one-word dissenting That's opinion. That's funny. There were several in, in agreement that had the same thing, just Hamburger. 
Yeah, that was also the, <laughs> yeah, the, sure. the agreeing, the agreeing <laughs> opinion. Yes. <laughs> oh boy, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it turned out that way. You gotta, you know, we'll just uh, we'll get you out there uh, doing some make a wish stuff. We'll rehabilitate your your image uh, pretty soon. I uh, think you can get back on the right track. But anyway, Corey wins because he used guns, and everyone loves guns or hates them, so it doesn't really matter. It's, I mean, it. He wins. Sells itself. <sighs> mm-hmm. The rest of you, your uh, your bookshelves that you're on have been demolished. They do not exist anymore. Uh, we have burnt those books. I believe those, that's a good thing. People generally like book burnings. We've burnt them. Get out of here. There's only one bookshelf left. And the bookstore will likely go out of business because of that. Members of the podcast watching our live stream will see me putting on a snorkel and goggles, preparing to wet my beak. <laughs> <laughs> Save a drop got for me. that uh, that thirty foot boat out there on on his beak, uh, ready to set sail. <laughs> mm-hmm. Splash down, little Captain Travis. Let us know what you think. Uh, is it Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster? Email us at <laughs> freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, last year, Grant took some problematic pictures, uh, glamour shots, or they were in a parody style, but they were glamour shots meant to be hung up in junior high children's lockers. Uh, for one day and one day only, we will put them on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which day we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. So you better follow us. Hmm. Check your Instagram every day. You can find us and follow us on Instagram. We are at Free Legal Advice Podcast. Could you tell me and could you tell me which set of glamour shots you might be referring to? <laughs> Sequins, uh, but not a lot of them. <laughs> mm. uh, the ones with the dogs. Shit. We're definitely going to put in the one that says, oh, you uh, the one where you that's the little hey caption boy. above you. Hey yes. Boy. Yes. Mm. Hey, big boy. <laughs> you children. Wait, no, that's, sorry. I'm, anyway. Mm. And like Grant always says, besides you who, hey, big boy, yeah. he always says, uh, the best place on the internet to find great hamburger recipes is by following <laughs> us on Twitter. We're at Free Legal Pod. We're at Hamburger. <laughs> and if you, if you like the show... Well, then you're probably special. You're probably very unique. You, you're yes. probably... You're, it's probably... It turns out. Yeah, it turns out you're the special one. Uh, so yes. you got to email us and do all that shit. That's the only way to save the world from you yeah. know, bad stuff. <laughs> you're a wizard. Yeah, turns out. <laughs> Unless you don't want to be a wizard, then it turns out you're not a wizard. You're the one that isn't. <laughs> Thank God. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 179. I'm going to throw an honorable mention in there of a game we had called Battle Masters. Ooh. Battle Masters was a gigantic 4x4. Uh, four four. Before you go in, can I actually just name the topic of that, or the, the award for that, and I'll let you explain. Uh, oh, my, go ahead. My, that wins... Game exalted in my memory as the greatest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> you are yeah, not wrong. I'm I'm giving it an honorable mention as a good game. Uh, I don't. I, I mean, Matt's Matt's title it, it gets its own trophy, but in the in the in the section of good games, I'm going to throw Battle Masters as an honorable mention. It had a four foot by four foot vinyl printed battle map with hexagons yes. on it. People, we're past squares. Yes. We're through the looking glass here. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's so we didn't many even more go to sides. five. 
We went right, to exactly. Six. It's like I can imagine the Pentagon. Well, fucking pull your pants up and now do it again. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what that means. But it had a hexagonal grid. Uh, a hexagon is amazing. a pentagon that kept going. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Pentagon, the lazy man's hexagon. Uh, so it was this cool grid. All of the, it had little like D and D like uh, figures, like actual yeah. figures of like these are the Goblin Wolf Riders, and I was like, I oh, don't care yeah. how bad this game sucks. Fucking it's wolf not a great riders. game. Yes, the wolf there riders. were Wolf Riders. They were, they were knights. Or there was the a ogre. mighty cannon people. The mighty cannon. The oh, ogre yeah. champion. The ogre yeah. champion. It was. It had. A, it had so many pieces, and the sheer number of pieces alone made it great. That nice. like when you when you picked up that box, you're like. I don't think it's empty. I think it's full of pieces. The entire box. It's a big box. Oh, yes. It was so full of pieces. That so honorable ruled. mention to Battlemasters. That game ruled, but who did it rule for? Uh, the four of us. Great. You, did we ever play it with yeah, you? Yeah, I played okay. it all. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That ruled for us who are dildos who like things like wolf riders and ogres and are willing... <laughs> Be, it's, are so turned on by hexagons that we are willing to spend because probably it takes a couple hours to play that game. It's kind of like a risk thing where you know the enemy. You roll some dice mm-hmm. and there's one guy defeat. You're willing to do it. I think that it does matter. Like what's a good game is like who you're with and like what what are you with. You know, if, if you get one that's like four to six players and you're a loner, then it's like well, this game sucks ass. <laughs> it might be real fun. <laughs> Ain't gonna be too much fun for you. Because you'll you yeah. don't ever talk to people. This game should also get an honorable mention in the bad category because there's literally no skill involved. I was going it's, to say it is not a good game. It's a fun no. game. Oh, there we it's go. Not good. It is fun. No, it is. Uh, the 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 game plays out in a random, uncontrollable way that you have no control over whatsoever. Is that right? Aside from Tiny. cheating with the cannon. Aside from Tiny cheating with the magic. bit of control. Aside from cheating with the mighty cannon, which I yes. always fucking did, you <laughs> shuffling idiots. That is a that is a good point that Grant and Corey are wrong about most of their opinions on this game. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Turn internet over.